Okay, <clears throat> last week we had the first part of the Mishnah. Okay. The second part of the Mishnah. Now, the first one is So, Chazal say, they asked him, I, we don't know when Yom Yisosri is. I said, no, you don't know when Yom Yisosri is. So then, every day should be B'tshuva. Okay. Why did, why did he say it the way he did? The answer is very simple. The, the Mishnah in Perkei says as follows. Olam is Doma Leprosdo. We're in a hallway. And it goes into a massive banquet hall. We look at our life in this world as this world is the be-all and the end-all of everything. Most of the world doesn't think beyond it in any day-to-day decision-making process. This, I'll make some money, I'll have a nice house, a nice retirement, I'll go to the beach, I'll look at the football game, and everything. What do Chazal tell us? Chazal say, this world is very temporary. This world doesn't justify itself. And you have to always look at this world as a preparation for the next world. And that's something I tell people all the time. You come to make a decision. Very often, I tell people, tell me, can I give you a bigger chelikon olam haba or worse chelikon olam What am I telling you? I said, keep everything in perspective. Keep in perspective that this world is a very temporary place. Very temporary place. Because it's a temporary place, it's a preparation. Preparation, and sometimes it's hard, and sometimes it's difficult. But I look at it, this world doesn't justify itself. Since this world doesn't justify itself, just a preparation, how much do you keep that on your mind? That is what the town is saying. Better look at yourself very carefully today, because tomorrow you're going to have to give a din v'cheshbon in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu of anything and everything you did. And that din v'cheshbon is a very complicated din v'cheshbon. So you better, if a person is going into court and he knows tomorrow he has to present in court all his entire defense. The day before he goes into court, 
it's chasing over with a lawyer every part of his defense. Where, okay, because he knows if he wins, he wins. He loses, he loses. And here, the kavachom advar. But it's part of a general view of this world. Viewing this world as a temporary place, building up Yitzchusim in this world, preparing for a different world and a more permanent world. And that's what the Tana says. Now, the very interesting end of the Medrash. And the end of the Medrash is it's a child that says Shloshet Dvarim, and there are four things here. So the first two are one, or the fourth is an independent. What is he saying? Have mischaimim b'keneged oran shalcham tzad chachamim. You already know, in the mitzvah, so Hashem lo'kech atiro l'rabos tamili chachamim. You have to have a year of COVID for tamili chachamim. Now, what does that year of for Tamarich Chacham mean? How does it spell itself out in real terms? Is it something formal or something deep? So, it says two, there are two separate mitzvahs in the Torah. They say the Tokum, the Hovdarto Pnei Zwake. And they say the Tokum stand up in front of an older person. Hadat Pnei Tzvakein is talking with Zesha Kona Chochma. It's a Tamil Chochma. So Shemel Kechatiru, the Rabbis Tamil Chochamim, it's another mitzvah. One is giving formal COVID to a Tamil Chochma. Hadat Pnei Tzvakein talks about formal COVID to a Tamil Chochma. Acting in a formal covid way. Shemel Kechatiru, the rabbis Tamir Chachamim is talking about a whole different, it's a whole different thing. Yira. And why doesn't it say, it's Tamil Chacham Tira? The answer is, the rabbis Tamir Chachamim. A person understands and thinks, how is it that this person became such a big Tamil Chacham? It's years and years of Yigir B'Torah Lishma. And when a person has put years and years of Yigir and Torah Lishma, so to some degree, represents a Kodesh Baruch Hu in this world. And your connection to him is a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Hashem Mokechotiru, the Rabbis Tamil Chacham. So, what the Tana says is a very, very simple thing. If you see this person as a Shemel Kechatiru, a Rabbis you value all the Torah that he has. Now, there are two ways of Ben. It says, Heavy Mishameim, Bukhenegan, Oron, Shochan, Shochachomen. Warm up near their fire. And the fortunes say, view it as a big bonfire. You can get heat there, you can get light there, you get too close, you get burnt. What does that mean? That's really what he's saying. 
Mora says, the Mora says, Godel Shimushi shall Tamidi Chachomim Yosem Limudam. Being Meshamish Tamachachom is more Choshev than learning from a Tamachom. Shinemar says, Hine Elisha, this is Elisha Shiyotzek Mayim Al Yad Eliochom. When it describes Elisha, why he got to the Madrega he did, says not only he learned from Elio Anovi, it's Meshamishim. He's Meshamishim. He saw his Midos, he saw his Hanhogis, he saw how to take all the Torah that Elio Anovi had and translate it into life. Stupid idea in the Olam Yeshivas. Very stupid idea. Nowadays you don't need a Rebbe. Why not? Because we have Swarim. First of all, it's not true when it comes to Limud Torah. But certainly it's not true when it comes to Anhogas Hato. You don't learn from any safer how to act. You learn from a ra- li- living, real person how to act al Torah, how to function al Torah, and that is how we, how we do it. And that is a very important part of Chinuch. What you get from association with Tamachov. There's a certain young man who two weeks ago had to make a decision what he's going to do next year. And after I discussed the whole thing with him, it was very clear he should go back to City X where he's from, finish his professional training, and have serious storm and learning. But I told him something else. So I give. I said, have a close Kesha there with the biggest Tamachochim you can find. And if you can learn with him a half an hour a week, an hour a week, wonderful. Because it's only by having that close personal Kesha from a Tamachochim, a serious Tamachochim, that he's going to see and experience what living Torah is all about and be able to translate it into his own living Torah. And that is having Mishamein Be'oran. But don't make a mistake. Don't think that just because you have a close cash with them, they can treat him as an equal, as a buddy. No. You have to have as Hashem the Rabos It's not enough of Hadar to Pinezake going through formal acts of COVID. No. Yiro, there's a year of COVID. Realize that this man, this Chacham spent years and years learning Torah Lishma just for the sake of Torah. Years and years of Avodah HaKadosh Baruch Hu with no anticipation of anything else except serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And once you see that, you see him representing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What did Moshe Rabbeinu tell Klai Yisrael? Build a fence around Har Sinai. Don't think that you're just going to go up the mountain. Moshe Rabbeinu can be up at the mountain. Others are close. Everyone gets as close as his own Madrega allows him to get close. This is what this is what the Tan is saying. Come very close to the biggest Tamachachim you can. Gain everything you can from him in terms of tochen of Torah, a life of Torah, and everything you gain from gaining him. Get 
the warmth from that fire, the inspiration, the hanhoges, the tochen, everything. But realize he's on a different madre. he's on a different madreka. Nowadays, when people look at even the figures in Tanakh, they try to bring them down to everyday people. They don't realize these people on 700 million Madragas beyond what they could imagine. And because of that, certainly when they deal with Tamari Chachamim, they don't realize what it's about. I remember many years ago, I was living in Chicago. A certain gentleman, he was a rabbi in a shul. And he's a regular, regular guy. And he told me a story that when he'd been a rabbi for quite a while, and there was a Hollywood movie on David and Bathsheba, David and Bathsheba. Of course, they took David to be who knows what. I'm a novel, uh, whatever. So Balabatim came to him and said, Rebbe, 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 how could it be that we say till him all the time, if this is David Amalek, ask the rabbi the question. So the rabbi said, very good question. I have to ask my rabbi. So he went to his rabbi. I knew him. He was a man of Kedosh Yisrael. At Tzadik Yisrael. At Tzadik Yisrael. He asked his rabbi, what do I tell my balabatim? So he answered, he said, listen, if Tamoy would tell this to me, this is what his Rebbe answered, Rabbi X. About my Rebbe, I'd say, my, my Rebbe was a Ketosh Yisrael, not Shaykh. And if it was about my Rebbe's Rebbe, it's certainly not Shaykh. And who was Dovid Amelch? My Rebbe's Rebbe's Rebbe, all the way back, Palma Shaykh. So this Rabbi said, it was an excellent answer for me because I knew my Rebbe was a Ketosh Yisrael. But all my Balabatim knew was me. <laughs> that means they never met a man who was beyond anything. They never met, met a man who's on a different Madre. Who is Hashem They never met him. And so what is the Tana say? Find out a Tama Chacham who's on that Madrega. Who you can be Mekayim as Hashem just on a different Madrega. Get everything you can from him. But remember, he's on a different Madrega and never treat him as if he's on your Madrega. This is the end of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yeshua Omer. Now Rabbi Yeshua goes back to an idea that we've had a few Mishnahites now. The Mishnah says, Marbe Nechosin, Marbe Bosom, Marbe Rima, Marbe Nechosin, Marbe Daiga. So, what does that Mishnah say? The Gufodom is a very necessary part of life. 
Money is a very necessary part of life. Without my goof, I can't serve a Kodesh Baruch. Without money, I can't serve a Kodesh Baruch. Goes without saying. But, and here's the but. To become preoccupied with it as an end in itself, just keep it in a bigger perspective. My goof, I'll be very healthy. 90, 100, who knows what? It's temporary. Don't become preoccupied as an end in itself. Money is necessary. But don't become preoccupied with it as an end in itself. It's not an end in itself. This is... This is what... What is I and Hara? I and Hara, we see... Later on, there's a Mishnah. Talmidim shall Bilam Arasha. What is Bilam Arasha? Bilam Arasha was is described as a Nivhala moment. He was preoccupied with becoming as wealthy and as rich as he could become. This this crazy about money. Nivhala moment. Being Nivhala moment. So what happened? The Shlichim of Allah come to him. What do they promise him? They promise him, chamaot, a tremendous amount of coffee. And what does he answer? Now, COVID, you can give all the COVID in the world, it's very cheap. I'm out for money. They didn't offer money. So he said, listen, I'm out for money. You want me? I'm out for money. And they keep, he keeps telling him every time, I'm out for money. And because of that, it warped his entire perspective on life. Ayanara means two things. Preoccupied with money, with the pursuit of money, nivhala moment, that it knows no bounds, Number one. Number two, not only it knows no bounds. More than that, it's holding on to money as much as I can. The Yeshlamana wrote some assign. Oh Kesif Lo Yizbakesif. He never satisfied with enough. If someone has a hundred billion dollars, there's nothing more you can do with a hundred billion dollars than you can do with fifty billion dollars. Nothing more. Nothing more. How many shoes can you wear? How many steaks can you eat? How many houses can you walk? There's a limit. There's a limit. Well, you'll own a multi-million house in every state of the United States, in every country in the world. There's a limit. There's a limit. There's a limit. So why don't they stop at 100 billion? They got to keep going. 200 billion, 300 billion, whatever. They become preoccupied and they have to hold on to them. And then it talks about Ayin Hara, the Yetzirah. 
You look at most of Farshim, they look at Yetzirah Snus. What do the two have to do with each? And as I said two weeks ago, my Moshishmus. Chai Yisrael, the Erev Rav wanted Avatichin, they wanted watermelon, they wanted garlic, they wanted onions, they wanted uh, cucumbers, whatever they wanted. And Chai Yisrael Bochel and Shpohosov. All these famous, all these scary riots. What does one have to do with that? Because the moment a person lives a life without bounds, all he wants is as much money as possible. An unlimited pursuit of money. Unlimited pursuit of money. Unlimited pursuit of money. The moment life has no bounds, so it slides into every direction, and then obviously it slides into this. And the sinus habrios. This is the flip side of what Rebbe Lassa said. What did Rebbe Lassa say? For When you meet another person, who do you see? You meet another person, what do you see? You see? That's Selam Elohim. If you view yourself as Selam Elohim, you'll see that Selam Elohim in you. If you see yourself as nothing but a goof and nothing but a mad pursuit of wealth, so every human being becomes a Hechatimt. How am I going to manipulate this human being to get what I want? To get more money? And then every human being becomes a means to whatever you want. And in Znus, you don't confront another human being as a human being. No. It's a means to fulfilling my typhus. <coughs> and that's Sinus Habris. What does Sinus Habris mean? No, they just had this craziness in Seattle. I say it's ending now. I'm talking to people, oh, we're just full of love. Okay, whatever. I have Moshe Smith there. He's in crazy Minneapolis. Okay, crazy city. Right, Moshe? Nuts, total nuts. <laughs> okay. But what is it? It was nothing but Thailand. And they ended up killing people, burning people, destroying people's properties. What they could view another human being with a telemalokim. No. They viewed themselves as a telemalokim. No. Every person became a means to an end. And sometimes it's Taiva. Sometimes it's um, burn, it's using the, uh, using this guy, George Floyd, as an excuse to burn down someone's house run down someone's um, store. And what does that end up? It ends up in Metzicha. Because when you can't manipulate a human being to get what you want, so you got to get rid of him. He's not at Selim Elohim. 
What's the Yisra Ritzicha? Shofar Dom Odom Odom Dom Yishavar Kibbet Selon Lokim Ososah. And that's why these three things. Ayin Hora, mad pursuit of money. Yetzirah, as it slips into Taifa. The Sinus Habrius. Sinus Habrius means looking at every person as a means to manipulate and twist to get out of him what I want, but nothing that I value in him or I care about him. I have no intrinsic care about it. There's no intrinsic concern about any other human being. All the people protesting the death of this black man, George Floyd. Do you know how many black people have been killed as a result of this protest? No. It's an excuse. They don't care about people. They don't care about anything. For whatever personal goals they have, they're using it. They use other human beings and other causes just to satisfy a lot of their own sick needs. What is it? They destroy. They destroy life. Yossi Omer. Yes. On the one hand, we said, But then when he told the person, then we were told something else about a mad pursuit of money. Doesn't say, I shouldn't. Want to have a nice bank account, but it depends why. Depends what it's about. When I deal with another human being, I deal with another human being with basic covet, and I say, "I am a tzelamokin." Therefore, I'm confronting you as a tzelamokin. That's what I do. Then, and if I value you as a human being, as a person. Then I'll be as concerned about your money as I'm concerned about my money. Because I value you as a person. If I don't value you as a person, it means I don't see your tselamokim. I don't see my tselamokim. So what do I value? My money, my gold, my tibis, whatever I value. That's all one thing. How do I view myself? How do I view my life? And am I just here for my money and my goof? Or I'm part of a bigger picture? Part of a much bigger picture. Haskin asked my prosdu, because they should the track. This world, you're here for many, many years, Mitzvahim, 100 years, 120 years, I'd be as a goal. But unless Mashiach and Tres and Mason come soon, here temporarily, and then we go on. A person's on a train. It's a very comfortable railroad car. You're sitting in first class on an airplane. Very, very comfortable. But that's not the goal. Goal is to get off the plane and get somewhere that you're going. And if you think that's the goal and you're stuck here on the plane, you're stuck on the plane. As I wanted to explain to someone, Certainly, first class is much better than tourist. 
If I'm going to City A, and it's a choice between tourists to City A and first class to City B, I don't have a choice. But I have to know where I'm going. Problem with people in this world is they don't know where they're going. If we know where we're going, so we know what's important, what preoccupies us and what doesn't preoccupy, what's important to us, what's not important. And that is, and Mitzvah next week, Blinada, we'll finish off the last two aspects. Next week, we should all have a good Shabbos.